This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by Loners, a dwarven dark fantasy audiobook for fans of high adventure, gritty action, and irreverent humor. Visit audible.com or amazon.com and search Loners Dwarven Fantasy to get your copy today. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. It would be best if we split up and divide the attention of enemies. That sounds amenable. So you open up a trap door in the floor. Everyone climbs to the bottom and you notice unnatural shadows slithering towards you. The shadow reaches out and grabs onto you and you feel it draining some energy from you. So you lose two points of strength. I'll take a shot at one of the shadows. The arrow strikes the shadow, sticks in for a few seconds, and then falls to the ground. You shatter the remaining shadow. You don't sense their malevolent presence anymore. A big chunk of the wall here has actually collapsed. Give me the rope. I'll jump across. Aslo, make a strength check to cross because your strength is just so low. My best roll was a three. How far down is it? It's into the rubble on the floor below. As I notice Aslo slip from the rope, I snap my fingers and Tokus disappears. You fall 30 feet to the floor below. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do we have any moment to do anything? I don't think no, so. I don't think so. There's no, like, Aslo, no! And then we do try to do something. I mean, we, there's definitely that, but what does that accomplish? <laughs> I'm just, I really think this could be a cool opportunity to Tokus use his new ability. What new ability? You said it's 30 feet. I just looked up Misty Step. I can teleport up to 30 feet. To an unoccupied space. <laughs> Can you do it as a reaction? It is a one. It is a bonus action speed, instantaneous. Then no. If it were a reaction, then maybe. Sadly, but right. If as a bonus action, right. that's not fast enough. I mean, it does realistically take a couple of seconds to fall that far. He's falling like a few seconds for sure. He's going to be in free fall. Hmm. I'll leave it up to the dungeon master. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one and a half, two seconds. Hmm. What good would catching him do, though? catching him instead of him hitting rubble it would deal damage to the both of you instead of just to him <laughs> but i'm strong i could i could maybe catch him in less um give me a i could like tokus can do a deck save and this is a cool way to use it chaba it's definitely a cool way to use it now, give me a wisdom check to see if you can react quickly enough to cast the spell since it's only one and a half <laughs> seconds oh boy i'm not that great at wisdom I'm going to use my inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Two D20s. I'm glad I did. So I had an 11 and a 13. It's a 13. I'll allow it. Yes, sweet. <laughs> and Shaba is startled. Like, oh, what was that? And then I appear at the rubble below, waiting to catch Aslo falling above me. So I will transfer one die of damage from him to you. So you lessen the damage he takes and you'll take some instead. <laughs> okay. That's fair. So there's, there's no, like, resistant to damage? Like, I'm trying to catch him. Come on, and I'm strong. Could you make it into some sort of, like, strength check or something? <laughs> <laughs> All right, make, make a dex check to see if you can produce another die of damage from him. That is a 13. Yeah, okay. So you'll each take only one die of damage here. Nice. So six for Aslo and one for Tokus. All right. I got you, buddy. Oh, whoa. Tokus, how did you do that? Well, you're not the only student that Murney loves or tolerates. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I saw my life flash before my eyes. How did you get down here so fast? 
Arnie was trying to help me master the power that's within me. I mean, the shadow, the evil that's within me. To harness it for, <laughs> for good. Well, you just saved my life, so that's pretty good. I can disappear and reappear other places very quickly. Hey, what's going on down there, guys? Is everybody okay? Oh, hi, Shava. What happened? Uh, I just disappeared and reappeared underneath him. Well, yeah, I, I got that part, but what, what was that? Oh, uh, I'm, I've learned from Mernie to harness my shadow energies to disappear into the shadow realm and reappear back into the physical realm. Wow, and you're complaining that Mernie didn't teach you anything? That seems a bit <laughs> overblown, my friend. He only did it because he doesn't want me to not be able to control the shadow within me so that I turn into some sort of evil shadow caster a few years from now. Well, that's one way of putting words in his mouth, but perhaps you could look at it in a more positive light and that he actually wanted to teach you something to make you better. Anyway, let's have this discussion later. Uh, <laughs> either you guys need to get, come back up here or I need to go back down there. What do you think? You want to meet me on the other side of the balcony? Yeah, should we just retrace our steps and come back up there or could you like cut the rope and lower it down to us or something? Um, yeah, I can unfasten the rope and let you climb up. I don't know if I've climbed across yet. Did I climb across first with all the heavy gear? It's up to you. I'm, I'm not going to make you make a check because your strength is not as low as his. So. Mm. Okay, yeah. Whenever we cross something precarious, I typically go first because I'm the heaviest to test its strength. Mm -hmm. So we will say that I went across first, so I'm on the other side where you fastened the rope, Tokus. So I will unfasten it and drop the rope down and let you guys come back up on the other side and have to come across again. Yeah. It looks like no, matter, no matter what we do, it looks like Asla would have to... Hold on. Wait a minute. Unless you can find another way up to this side of the balcony. Could you... Shaba, could you go back across and then unfasten it and then we climb up and then we're on the other side and then I'll toss the rope to you or something? Uh, like whatever is going to minimize yes. Brian needing to make this check again. Yeah, then you jump back over or whatever. Can you climb up? Can you just like hand climb with Aslo on your back? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Princess Bride style? But then I have to make a climbing check. Let's do that. Let's all go back across, unfasten the rope from the first side, lower the rope down so you guys can climb up on the safe one. Yes. And then you, Tokus, you jump back across to me and then we both cross again. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. I don't. I don't cross on the rope. I'll just jump. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that this plan is just going to work out. So I won't make you roll for it. Okay. Okay. All right. We do it in such a configuration that Brian doesn't have to make another climbing check. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So you take the wolf across first, and then right <laughs> in the one boat, and then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Tokus, can you jump back across and unfasten the rope and bring it across so I don't have to get rid of my fifty-foot hempen rope? Yeah. 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 I'll. I'll yep. Not a problem. All right. Cool. Awesome. All right. Okay. <laughs> like, this plan has me, like, jumping across, like, four times. <laughs> Total. That's fine. You're, you're good for it. Yep. <laughs> so you've all made your way across and are standing on the broken ledge of the balcony, looking ahead away from the hole in the floor. You can see that this balcony now overlooks what's likely the Great Hall. And looking down into this large room, you can see a tattered carpet shredded by the talons of years of wyvern habitation. Here and there you spot brownish yellow shed scale, but little else remains. You can also see that much of the corner of the balcony where you stand, kind of near the fallen floor, but a little bit farther off to the right side, this corner has collapsed and fallen into a rubble pile that slopes down and out away from you. 
towards the western side of the building. And it looks like it might even go all the way down to ground level and outside if you were to try to climb across it. So we could potentially use that as a staircase of sorts to bring us down to the lower level. Probably. It looks like you could climb over it with some difficulty, like things might shift around underneath you and such. Okay. Remind me, when we look out from the balcony, do we... We're obviously not outside, but are we outside of this building? No, this is inside. So um, there's the main hallway that goes straight in, and you're already inside, and that has the two balconies running along the left and right walls. Across the pit, the two balconies kind of merge together. They go into one ring that goes around the whole great hall below you. Ah, the one ring, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then where they merge together, is there like a continuance of the upper floor, or is is that the end of the hall? Like, is it all just a wall in front of it? I'm not sure what you mean. So, like, if the balcony encircles the hall and then it comes together, does it continue forward, like, through an open area, or is it just all surrounded by walls? And the great hall here is the last room. There's... It's just a wall on the opposite side. Okay. Hmm. Okay. And what does the front of the hall look like? Is there, like, a a dais or uh, a lectern? No. It doesn't look like it was a throne room type thing. It was probably more of where they would host large gatherings. Banquet. Like a feast. Dwarven banquet hall. Yes. Okay. That would be good. Gotcha. Okay. I see. Nice. Dwarves do know how to party. (laughs) That they do. You can't be sure what they use this room for specifically because there aren't really any furnishings remaining. It's just kind of a big empty room. Right. Hmm. This could have also been a bracelet worship room. We should keep our eyes open. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Inevitably for the bracelet container. <laughs> so is it kind of like we're hitting a dead end here? Or do we see other exits from this room that we haven't taken yet? So in addition to the slope with the rubble, there's one door at the far end and the right wall. You could turn around and go on the balcony behind you on the opposite side of the hallway. Or... There's also one large archway on the left wall. And from that direction, you can hear the voices of your adventuring companions. Hmm. Ah, so these doors are both on the upper level, the balcony level? Those are on the upper level. Okay. Uh, Looking into the room below, you can see some other doors on the walls there. Two on the right wall and two on the left. Should we check the small door first and then go and meet up with our crew? Yeah, I'm fine with that plan. I concur. Okay. So you walk over to the door, open it up, and it leads to a hallway back to the right, and there's a door on the left wall. The hallway also continues on forward and turns to the left, as well as opening up into the broken rubble pile. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's try the door on the left, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. You open it up. And you see, this appears to have been a private sleeping area at one point. Fancy engravings in the stone molding hint at the wealth of the one-time occupants. But all that remain now are a stone stool on its side and a few scraps of fabric that might have once come from a bed. Mm. Can we do Can we a, search the room? Quick, a yeah, quick search yeah, of quick, the room. Quick sweep. For any bracelet-shaped boxes and or hooks or containers or... Give me your perception... Ooh. It's a 24 for Aslo. Wow. Yeah, Tokus doesn't find anything, I imagine. Neither does Shaba. I got a 7. Mm, you did better, or you did, you did worse than me. Yes, I did. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> so, Aslo, you're looking around and you can see signs that this room has probably been looted at one point already. 
Okay. Filthy grave robbers. It looks like there might have even been a battle in here at one point. There's a few scratches on the stone walls and floors that look like they could have come from swords or axes. Hmm. But you don't find anything of value. Okay. You're really problematic if this mission switched from finding the bracelet here to now we have to hunt down these grave robbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wherever they may have gone off to. That would be bad. Tomb Raiders, whatever you want to call them. This <laughs> yeah. isn't really a grave, right? Yeah, I mean, you could consider this whole city a grave, mm. in a way. It is a hole in the ground. Where a bunch of people died. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, I reckon let's go back through the archway then, I guess, and see what our friends have come across. Uh, you're not continuing down the hallway? Oh, yeah, no, if there's a way to continue on, let's continue on. We totally check out that hallway. Yeah. yeah. You never know. All right, so the hallway turns the corner, and you're right up next to the slope piled down. The footing is a little bit unstable here, but you can continue walking along the edge here, and you can see there are two doors on the left wall, and no right wall remains. No ceiling remains here either. Hmm. The second door on the left is opening over nothing, so the floor has fallen away beneath it. Hmm. Can we, like, look out through, even though it, the door isn't, is non-existent? Can we, like, look out, just, like, to see? Just to see the stars? Oh, it's just like an opening to... No, I'm kidding. We're uh-huh. in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a giant cave. Yeah. There are no stars. Yeah, it looks like the whole section of the building here is collapsed. So yeah, looking out, you think that's just the open cave ahead of you, past these two doors? Perfect place to hide a bracelet. It is. <laughs> Gaping chasm. <laughs> All right, guys, get your flashlights ready. Yeah. Dive in. We're going to search the whole of Ildrazer. We won't stop. Until we find it. Was that a, was that a pun on purpose? What <laughs> you said? The whole of Ildrazar. Uh, yes, I did that on purpose. Uh, that's great. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that was planned because it sounds way better. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I already did the whole quest for. Uh, oh, like true. Yeah, one that's, of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get that door taken care of. Let's do the one right next to us. You open it up, and this looks a lot like the last room you were in, with a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really of value that remains in here. There is a bed frame, but it looks small, even for a dwarf, so perhaps this was for children. Mm. And it looks like it's been ransacked, too? Yeah. Okay. There's nothing left here to look at. Okay. All right. Uh, let's press on, then. Yeah. Unless there's a chance that there's like a hidden panel or something. Do we need to roll or? Uh, I'm down for rolling. I like rolling. Perception? Yeah. Uh, 20 for Aslo. 17 for Shaba. Uh, I got a 12. You thoroughly search the room and you don't find anything of note. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I take the blanket off the bed and wear it as a cape. I said it's just the frame that's left. Oh, well, I take the frame and I wear it as a cape. (laughs) (laughs) Because I want to get something out of these rooms. And then I say, all right, team, let's move on. We need a souvenir. Yeah. All right, let's go down the hall and go to the next door. Well, wait, don't we have to hop the chasm? Yeah, you can't really reach it while standing on solid ground. You'd have to kind of either lower yourself down into the pit and then climb up to it or climb across somehow directly. It's about 10 feet away from solid ground. Which is easier, (laughs) check-wise. What does the DC of these checks mean? (laughs) Wait, guys, why are we overthinking this? Give me the rope, give me Lobbock's lengthy line, and I will just jump it. Because we will run in the same situation we did last time with Aslo 
failing his check and falling. <laughs> this time it'll only be ten feet. What if we just have him <laughs> harness himself into the rope and then I just do like a strength check and like just pull him? <laughs> just drag him up the side of the rubble pile? Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be that long of a fall if you were to slip from here, maybe ten feet. All right. Let's have some fun then. Let's go across and <laughs> right. tie it off. And we'll do like, instead of shimmying, we'll do like a tightrope walk this time. That seems even better, Shab. I like the way you think. So, Tokus... You at least have the wall to lean against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, true. All right, so Tokus will brandish his wonderful... I mean, this ring has been so useful, this this ring of jump. My goodness. And mm-hmm. I'll cast jump on myself, and I will jump with the rope to the other side. Jump rope. Turns out being able to jump superhuman heights and distances is pretty useful in general. I'm basically like <laughs> Superman. Yeah. Just shy of flying. Uh, especially in D&D. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to jump to the door and attempt to grab onto the handle and hold yourself there because there's nowhere to stand. Is there a handle and does the handle look stable? That's a lot of force I'm coming at the door with. Couldn't I just like rip the handle off the door accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> Can you crash through the door? I think you should just climb up the rubble pile. I mean, you're, you have very, you're very strong, so yeah. I don't see that going bad. <sighs> All right, all right. I will climb. Uh, give me an athletics check. Should be pretty easy. Yeah. I end up with a 22. Yeah, you have no problem. A few of the rocks slip out from under you as you're climbing across them, but nothing enough to throw you off. And you climb up to the doorway, grab hold of the handle, and try to push it in. I'll open the... Well, don't I want my friends? Or I nah. guess I need to be through the door. Yeah, there's no room for them to get there until it's open. Yeah, you don't need friends. No, I mean, we'll, we'll come up after you've opened the door. You you need friends, is what he's trying to say. <laughs> I will open the door by myself. Yeah. So you push it open, and the door creaks loudly as you do so. This room looks much like the others, if at a slightly larger scale, and significantly worse for wear. However, two human-looking skeletons lie on the floor, each sporting several broken bones that likely contributed to their deaths. Ah, shoot them! <laughs> Anything bracelet-shaped? No, I'm not done yet, though. (laughs) I'm gonna keep asking. (laughs) 30 feet away from you, on the opposite wall, you see another door, next to which stands a cracked statue of a dwarven warrior at nearly triple scale, its head almost reaching the ceiling. Whoa. Whoa. Broken fragments of rock are scattered across the pockmarked floor. And in its mouth is a bracelet. (laughs) bracelet. (laughs) It's It's like a lip ring. Yeah, <laughs> or a nose ring. Yeah, because yeah, it's so big. It's just got a nose ring. And it's a little, <laughs> a little bracelet. Like a brass bracelet. Yeah, man, awesome, dude. Guys, we may have found something worth looking into. Awesome. We'll be up there in a second. All right, Azel, you go first. You climb the rubble pile, and I'll climb behind you. That way, if you slip, then I can grab you and keep you from falling. Okay. I feel like the rope could be helpful, though, Shaba. Well, sure, we can use the rope to guide our way up. Yeah, do you want to just let the rope down from where you are, Tokus? Yeah, I'll let the rope down and I'll hold the other end of it. Yeah, perfect. And then you guys can use that to kind of like steady your climb. Right. Yeah. Honestly, if Shabo's down there, he could just lift Aslo up and set him on top of the light. <laughs> okay, we do that. <laughs> oh, is that that small? <laughs> it's 10 feet. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll catch you, buddy. All right, lift him up to me. All right. Pass me up. All right, I do that. Upsy daisy. I do the little kid thing where I, I go up, up. <laughs> up, up. Xander says, picky up, picky up. <laughs> All right. I put you up on the ledge, then I make an athletics check, and I get an 18 to climb up. All right. 
So you all make it into the entrance of the room. What do you do now? We go into the room. I say we walk over to the statue and we touch it, but then we turn our backs on it because nothing bad can possibly happen to us. Definitely. We need to get a picture in front of the statue. This thing's pretty awesome. Ooh, yeah. Selfie time. Yeah. Photo up. Tokus, you brought your selfie stick, right? <laughs> I don't have a selfie stick. Wait, what is a selfie stick? Uh, you're so medieval. It's a thing you mount your phone to to take selfies. No, no, no. I know what it is. I'm saying Tokus wouldn't know what that is. Oh, I get it. It was like a meta joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes total sense. I, I unfortunately, Sean Abrams unfortunately knows what a selfie stick is. I've, I've seen them. I've seen people use them. Yeah, yeah, it's torturous. They were invented as a joke. Were they really? Oh, were they? <laughs> yeah, what? but like people use them. It's yeah. just even better. Yeah, they're they're more dangerous than shark attacks. You're more likely to seriously injure yourself using while using a selfie stick than you are to be bitten by a shark. I'm pretty sure that's a factual statistic. I did see uh, I knew one guy who had a hilarious use of it. We were at a, a wedding, and he would you know have his phone at the end of the selfie stick. He would go up behind random people and like stick his face up next to them and stick the thing out and take a picture before they had a chance to react. So they'd be like, <laughs> it's him smiling, and everybody else is like, huh? And they're, all, they're just like. Yeah, like pretending to smile. Uh, yeah, all these photos. It was so funny, too. That's great. Uh, you can just make an Instagram account of just that. Of like going out in public and just taking random selfies with people. Uh, uh, yep, without their permission, because yeah. that's the age that we live in. That's right. If you, yep. If you're in public, you basically are implicitly agreeing to be surveilled. Mm. So. Mm. Hooray for no anonymity. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Before we move on, I wanted to remind everyone that Jari Rockjaw, the legendary dwarven bounty hunter, is teaming up with his best mates for one last mission to destroy the evilest dwarf in the world. All he wants is a quiet life and a homestead to call his own, and the king of Akepia is giving him that chance. But is retirement worth dying for? Find out by listening to Loners, a Dwarven Dark fantasy audiobook, available now at audible.com and amazon.com. Just search Loners Dwarven Fantasy, that's L-O-N-E-R-S, to grab yourself a copy today. I suggest that we go over and check out these skellies. We should. Cautiously, with weapons drawn, of course. Yes. So now, before you said that their broken bones contributed to their deaths, or their deaths contributed to their broken bones. <laughs> Your guess would be that they, the bones were broken before they died. Uh-oh. Everybody keep an eye on that statue over there, guys. Yeah. I keep one eye on the skeletons and one eye on the statue, like this. <laughs> yeah, split your vision. <laughs> I have never met a statue in D&D that was not up to no good. <laughs> you found two statues in this very city that just stood there and didn't attack you. Just because they didn't come to life didn't mean they weren't up to no good. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just didn't want to animate themselves and come alive. Yeah, they were tired. <laughs> maybe they'd already eaten. <laughs> <laughs> you did happen to decide that the statue would be three times the normal dwarf size. Yeah. So that in itself is foreboding. The other ones are pretty big too. You climbed into the palm of one's hand, if you remember. Mm. Mm. Well, we keep a cautious eye out, regardless. Should we just go ahead and shoot a crossbow bolt at the statue preemptively? Yes. I take Aslo's crossbow and shoot a crossbow <laughs> bolt. And I hand it back to him and say, here you go. Give me that. <laughs> it's attached to my armor now, so I come with it, and I'm just dangling from it as you, as <laughs> yeah, you shoot as it, and then shoot you it. drop me to the ground. Yeah, I made him that cool new, like, strappy thing. The harness, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> just pick him up, too. 
man. And then I let Stripey out of his Pokeball, and he bites its ankle. Um, no, I say, yeah, let's just go over and check the skeletons. All right. Okay, so you're not shooting the statue. Correct. Yeah. Not yet. So you examine the skeletons. They look more recent than the ruins of this city. Mm. Hmm. Okay. They also are equipped with the remains of adventuring gear, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Oh. One of them has a torn backpack with uh, shredded ropes and such inside. Old rations. Yeah. Ooh, they're still good. <laughs> and they both have weapons and bits of armor remaining. Anything uh, of value if we uh, root around? Yeah, you find a coin pouch on each of them. Okay. Hmm. So, have another few coins to add to the collection. Sweet. Yep, that we're splitting with this party that's really expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was it? You take 10% or something? 10%. 10%. Plus, we have to pay for the medical bills. Yep. Right? Or we did yeah. while we were with them, but they were fine with us not doing that when we split. Right, so you need to put the money into separate pouches. One pouch, which was money collected whilst we were with them and then a pouch of money collected whilst we were without them. No, I think all the money is still split the same way. It's just while we're not with them, we don't have to pay for their expenses. Yes, right. Exactly. The medical bills. And Thane, you just said to just write down like coins, right? At this point, just for this adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Coins from X. Coins and trinkets. Because you're not getting most of it anyway. Yeah. Because that's what I have written down. So we're good. Yep. We are shrewd (laughs) negotiators. And so we have negotiated a 10% split, which will then be divided four ways. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we did negotiate up from 0% to 10%. So that's at least a 10% gain. Fair. Listen. We're here for the experience, Shaba. Get with the program. It's not always about the money. You're starting to turn into Aslo, and it's kind of worrying. <laughs> no, no, you're right, Tokus. I mean, no offense, Aslo. I, I did say that in front of oh, you. Oh, no, I'm, I'm happy to, to be called that. None taken. <laughs> this is about saving the world, not about getting rich. Of course, those who save the world do deserve to be rich, but we'll couch that discussion for another time. And if we get rich along the way, we're not going to complain. <laughs> Certainly not. So the skeletons were both close to the doorway, so you haven't gone through much of the room yet. Okay. What do you want to do? Search the room from top to bottom, with a keen eye on every detail. Maybe at this point, uh, we will like pick up a spare piece of rubble or something and throw it at the statue. Yeah, I would like to slap the statue, please. No, we should do a ranged attack on the statue. Yeah, I was going to say, let's yes. not get too close if we can avoid it. I will affix a slapping hand to one of my arrowheads. <laughs> to one of your 10-foot poles? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to shoot, like, crosswise. I'm going to get, like, at an angle. And then the, the flappy, slappy hand is going to be, like, sideways <laughs> on the arrow. So that as the arrow flies past, it slaps it right on the cheek. <laughs> I like these flappy, slappy arrows. It's a quality (laughs) product. Yeah, I I forged them myself. They seem hard to balance because, like, the (laughs) hand is only on one side. (laughs) But I'll tell you one thing, Togas, they're very dangerous over short distances. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you throw a rock at it? Yes. (laughs) You chuck the rock, and it hits the statue and then clatters to the ground. And you wait in expectant silence for a couple of seconds, and then the statue begins to move. Oh, I knew it! I knew it! 
<laughs> this statue clearly killed these other two unfortunate, unsuspecting people because they were not shrewd adventurers enough to know what was going to happen. But yet we have decided to pull the statue and we don't know if the statue has the bracelet. Like, are we really that much smarter, Shaba? <laughs> no, we know, we've observed the statue enough to know it doesn't have the bracelet, haven't we? And plus, once yeah. we kill it, then we can take the bracelet anyway. Yes, it was standing right next to the only other exit from the room, too. Uh-oh. There you go. Everyone roll initiative. Here we go. Roll oh, initiative. Aslo, you're you're not feeling all that good, are you, buddy? I still have some damage. I also have uh, some strength damage. Six points of it, to be exact. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I just mostly need to not take strength damage, but... Oh, yeah, that's why we lifted you up over the rubble. I forgot about the strength damage. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Note to self, don't make any strength acrobatics checks or uh, uh, athletics <laughs> checks. Yeah. All right, Shabaga is going on a 14, and Stripers is going on an 11. Aslo goes on a 5. That's the lowest I've ever seen you get on these initiatives. Probably, yeah. Um, Tokus is on a 13. Stripey is also at my, has minus 4 to his strength, so his strength is only a 9 right now. Ouch. Are some of his natural weapons finesse? I don't think so. I think they're just regular strength-based attacks. So, Shava, you are first. The statue is beginning to move. The stone bits are kind of rubbing together and grinding, and Mm. dust is falling from them as its arms rise, and it reaches for its stone weaponry that it has on hand. Wow. Whoa, what does it have? It has a giant axe. Dang, dude. Oh, man. All right, guys. Get ready, because I'm about to remember one of my abilities. <laughs> what? If an enemy hasn't acted yet in combat, I get advantage against it. What? With my attack. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Dude. How, what, how are you doing on your spell slots, Shaba? I have three first-level spell slots and one second-level spell slot, and I have used up two charges of the bow today. So I will cast Hunter's Mark as a bonus action. Nice. Uh, as a move action, as a move, I should say, I will move to the far corner of the room, as far away from the <laughs> statues I can possibly get, and as a shoot action, I will shoot it. <laughs> okay. I wish I had some shoot actions. <laughs> uh, and that's not going to be super great, actually. But, but you, I imagine its armor to... class isn't super high. Uh, it, yeah, with advantage, I rolled a 1 and a 7, so my highest is a 15. Fifteen actually hits. Okay, phew. Nice. It's a it's a big target. Is that part of it? This statue has clearly seen combat before. You can see the marks of battles on its mm. arms and legs and everything. So yeah, it's probably not at its full strength already, which is good news for you. Yes. Okay. Certainly. Maybe it's a softer stone. Hmm. Yeah. And um, refresh my memory, the damage bonus that you get from ranged attacks, is that a dexterity-based bonus or a strength-based bonus? It's dex, right? Dex. Okay. All right, so in that case, I deal nine damage to it, and I will end my turn. Unless Stripey is within melee range of it. He's not right now. Okay. Tokus. I will follow suit with Shaba's pursuit, and I will hex using one of my few remaining spell slots. Pshink. Or, I don't know. I, I, I've, I feel like I have so many missed opportunities in this show to, like, do, like, spell effects, you know? Mm-hmm. But, so there, there's one for you, listeners. All right, here we go. So <laughs> we're going to hex, and I'm going to 
rush the target. Can I actually get to him? Yes, the room's only 30 feet across, so it's less than your movement to reach him. Perfect. Sweet. All right. I will draw steel and attack. And enter the fray. <laughs> All right, that is a that is a 17 to hit. Hit. Not bad. Well, hex was full damage, so six from the hex and one... Oh, sorry, one plus four, so five damage from the rapier. I rolled a one on my d8. So when you hit, you notice that your sword's not really doing anything to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm. The dark magic infused into your blade seems to take effect, but your sword itself is not strong enough to damage the stone. Oh, boy. Oh, wait, whoa, not strong enough to damage the stone, so that was a zero of my physical damage? <laughs> yeah, so what he's saying, what he's implying is that only magical weapons can harm the statue. Oh, yikes. So I do have extra attack, don't I? Or Well, I used my bonus action though to hex, but I don't think this applies, right? I can always extra attack. Right, yeah. I might as well attack it again because I get another hex bolt. Yeah, totes. Let me just, let me just ruin my rapier. We can finally get me a new weapon, guys. <laughs> oh, that's a four. Uh, yeah, I don't. That's not going to connect. <laughs> I, mean, I, I rolled a four on the d twenty. I mean, it, it's a yeah. twelve. So yeah, if you feel like, do you think it would be more uh, effective to back off and use firebolt? Yeah, like I should either switch to green flame blade or firebolt it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, I mean, like. We should have had this discussion before. Shaba, we should have had this discussion before I rushed the statue. <laughs> we couldn't have possibly known, Tokus. It's okay. Live and learn. We, well, now we know. Well, your, your arrow actually hurt it. I thought that my rapier would because it's the same damage type. This game is rigged. Yes, because my bow is magical. Oh, yeah, your bow is magical. <laughs> Why haven't we given the tank a magic weapon? It's okay. We've discovered the threat early, and we can shift our strategy. Wait, and Tokus uses his item interaction to sheath, and Wushink takes out the... Oh, wait, it's it's only a... Silver. One or the other. I don't, yeah. I don't do that. I don't do that. No, no, no. No, I don't switch. You can sheath, and then next turn you take out. The butter knife is only silver. It's not it's magical. It's silver. Uh, it's not magical. Yeah. It's not like this is a werewolf statue. All right. Focus is done. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I, like, look up at the statue. <laughs> Helplessly. <laughs> uh, I'll tank it, guys. Take it down. <laughs> Stripey's turn. Stripey wants to run around behind the statue. Did you remember to equip his magical claws? Uh, you can't get behind it. It's against the wall. Okay. Can he go, like, to the opposite side that Tokus is on? I just rushed it on the front. Okay, so Tokus is, like, directly in front across of the wall from it, so there's no way yes. that Stripey can flank. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then Stripey will stay on the near side next to Tokus, right beside Tokus. Yeah, yeah be, be next to me so I could defend. Yeah. But not too close. Right. Okay. Yeah, Fortunately, he rolled feet. high because his damage bonus or his attack bonus is a little lessened due to his strength damage. Uh, so that's a 19 to hit. Do Stripey's weapons count as magical weapons? They do not. Yeah, that's what I was getting at, Jay. I was like, I don't think Stripey's going to be effective in this combat. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that's something they get at a certain level. I just don't know when it is. Magical weapon damage? I don't think we have gotten there yet. I will double check that while other people are taking their turns, but... Stripey's going to deal... The hy hypothetical damage, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's going to deal nine inconsequential points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> and 
then he can't really withdraw. So he's just going to sit there and plan to withdraw next turn, knowing that he has made a terrible mistake. (laughs) (laughs) You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? (laughs) I mean, I'm also pretty ineffective against the statue. You at least have magical attacks, though. I know, but I I can't use my extra attack, unfortunately. Mm. All right. Now it's the statue's turn, I'm guessing. Yes, it is. Well, this combat is going swimmingly so far, as per usual. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm literally immune to my weapons. (laughs) (laughs) The statue is moving slowly, and it readies its axe, but in the meantime, while it's pulling its axe up to full height, the jewels in its eyes glint it's got jewels in its eyes. It has like a dark opals. Guys, it has heat vision. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's going to laser us to death. As its eyes light up, it turns and faces each of you, and you all need to make wisdom saves. What? <laughs> is what is happening magical? Uh, yes. Sweet. I have advantage. All right. <laughs> Maybe Tokus will nice. survive this. I'm going to need it, because I have a zero wisdom bonus. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Uh, okay, I'm going to roll again. Oof. I got a 10. Right. Is this a save versus fear? No. Okay. Is it a save versus cold? You guys could have used <laughs> your session inspirations. Oh, true. Good point. That is... A good point. Fortunately, I rolled a 17 uh, minus 1, so 16. Can I still use my inspiration not knowing the result? It's supposed to be before you roll. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you can't use the rabbit's foot reactively. It's only on your turn, right? As a bonus, it's not a reaction. Right. Correct. I have to actually mm. rub it. So I rolled, even with advantage, Tokus is a 13. Mm. Oof. I rolled a 1 and a 13. Not great. Mm-mm, not great at all. And Aslo's got a minus one. Yeah, I have no advantage and a minus one, and I got a 16. Hey, well, Stripey, uh, Stri- Stripey rolled a 19, and his wisdom <laughs> bonus is plus one, so that's a twonzo. <laughs> Non-natty. The, the twonzo. So I, I'm playing a lot of darts with um, my buddy Steve. Darts is his life right now, other than, you know, the light of his having, life, having which a newborn. is his, his newborn, right? Um, so anytime we get a 20, we say Twonzo because he also listens to the podcast. Nice. <laughs> so like, ah, double Twonzo or, uh, they're actually, they're not called triples. They're called trebles. I didn't realize that. Mm. So treble Twonzo. Nice. Is, is what you'll hear us as we play darts together. All right. Anyway. So everyone except for Stripey, you all feel your muscles and your thoughts and everything slow down. Oh no. Uh, what do you mean slow? <laughs> do we have to role play this effect? <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Shaba is not actually close enough to be affected by this. Oh, thank Kavaki. Ah. So the other two of you are slowed down. Oh, right, because Shaba specified he moved into the corner. I moved yeah. as far away as possible. Okay. <laughs> so even with a 16, that still got me? Yes. Wow, man. That's Brutes Magoots. Yeah. (laughs) The effects of this are you can't use reactions, your speed is halved, and you can't make more than one attack on your turn. Ooh. And you can only do either an action or a bonus action. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yikes. All right, well, Tokus, that's not uh, too bad that you can't multi-attack now, because you literally just can't. 
This affects me the least, but it definitely hoses Brian's whole character concept. You can't inspire us and do other things now. Basically. Thankfully, I've already hexed the target, and hopefully I just don't fail my concentrations. Well, we shall see. Okay, you said can't take reactions, can't use bonus action. Uh, Either action or bonus action. Oh, you get to choose one of the two. And no extra attacks. And no extra attacks. And half movement speed. Half movement. Okay, all right. Oh boy! What is is this? Just like slow, like straight up, like I think it's slow. Yeah, Final Fantasy, yeah. like slow go. That's what's happening to us. <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of my turn. So Aslo. Well, that certainly makes uh, things a little less complicated for me. Now <laughs> we're assuming that the effect that's animating this statue is magical, right? Potentially. Wait, do you have an ace up your sleeve? I might. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me an Arcana check to see if you can figure out whether it would... Okay. Yeah, remember the um, the animated armor that you are now wearing on your person, Lucas? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, previously animated. Right. And it starts coming back to life. Oh, what is... What's going on? And it just starts moving. <laughs> yeah, up. it has a rune on the inside inscription. Right? Uh, that's a seven for me. Arcana. Okay, so you're not sure what force is animating the statue in front of you. So do you remember what happened in that battle, Tokus? Not entirely. Refresh my memory, Shava. I'm a little I'm feeling a little slow right now. Let me refresh you by Yeah, let Aslo refresh <laughs> you by doing what he's gonna do. <laughs> because I think it's very worth a shot considering I only have one action. So Definitely. And one magic weapon. So is this dispel uh, magic? I'm going to cast dispel magic. Yeah. And if it is a spell of third level or lower on target creature object or magical effect, uh, it ends. If it is fourth level or higher, then I need to make a charisma check, DC equals ten plus the spell's level. I hear you're pretty good at those. Okay. <laughs> quick, quick. Dungeon Master defensive maneuvers. <laughs> no, I'm just going to read the description because I have some specific questions. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, this is a pretty good spell. We were. I was just editing the bonus episode, and I was like, ah, I don't know, I don't use it very often. I was thinking about getting rid of it, and you guys convinced me to keep it and get rid of mm. uh, the other one instead, Detect Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but we don't need it because I just got identified. We just have to get me the 100 gold piece. You also have the wand. And we have a wand, too, which I keep forgetting about. Right. So oh. I think that was a fair convincing we we did. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of redundancy on that effect now. Yeah. We can also go to the guild and get things identified. Mm. You cast Dispel Magic on the statue, but unfortunately it doesn't seem as though this is affected by it. Oh, wow. Okay. Does it, like, take out the eyes, though, at least? Does it do anything? <laughs> do something with your turn, Aslo! <laughs> I'm trying! Well, that was definitely worth a shot as opposed to attacking with a non-magical weapon, which would have done zero. But now your magical weapon is charged, because you've cast a spell. It's magical regardless. That's true, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But it's charged and it gets but the plus charged. one bonus. Both of those yes. things are true, yeah. So, um, I move... 25 feet divided in half uh, towards the corner of the room. Perhaps <laughs> the opposite one that Shaba's in. And, uh, Shaba, don't take this personally. I can't protect Stripey anymore because I'm slowed. I lose my reactions. Oh, yeah. Tokus, how could you? I, I, I actually would protect him <laughs> if I could. I don't believe you, Tokus. No, seriously, Shaba, I <laughs> slow down. I'm taking this very, very personally. And that uh, ends my turn. You just don't understand because you're not slowed. That's right. Okay, so Aslo and Shaba are in opposite corners of the room. 
It is Shaba's turn. I'm going to raise my bow toward the statue and try to shoot at it again. I thought about using the third charge, but no. <laughs> I came too close to rolling a one last time, so I can't do that. All right, uh, that will be a 19 to hit. Hit. For a 12 damage. Your arrow breaks off a small chunk of rock from its arm. Yes. All right. And Stripey will do nothing because it wouldn't matter anyway, and he doesn't have a reaction. Does he want to move? Oh, Stripey saved. Yeah, that's right. He saved. Um, but I don't think he can move as a reaction. He can only attack. All right. Anything else? Uh, unless I can scooch myself for even further into that corner. That's it. <laughs> no. As far back as you can be while still having room to draw your bow. All right. I'm done. Uh, Tokus. All right, well, if you guys just won't give me a magical weapon, I'll make it magical. I'm going to use Green Flame Blade. Green yes. Flame Blade. <laughs> oh, yes, that certainly hits. Yes, I mean, I, I rolled a 16. So, coming at you live, with, I'm not even going to bother to roll the physical damage. I'm going to roll the Hex Bolt, and I'm going to roll the D8 Fire, which I don't know is going to work. It is a statue, and now he's looking up if it's fire immune. <laughs> All right, here we go. Shall I roll? Please do. You shall. Four necrotic, five fire. Like I seriously, I shouldn't roll the physical, right? It doesn't. You you told me it's immune, correct? Yeah. Okay. You do leave scorch marks on the statue. It seems like the fire is doing something to it. Yeah. All right. I think that's my turn. Stripey. Stripey will take the withdraw action, and he will run out of the door and jump down into the rubble. Yes. If he's not going to be effective in this combat, he might as well not be in this combat. Well, but he could be a damage soak. It's a bit of a long drop. You, he'll take falling damage from that. I thought it was only 10 feet down. 10 feet is enough to take a d6 of damage. Okay. Think of Stripey as an extra damage sponge. If I go down, he's the one that's going to need to tank this thing. That's true. That's how I usually think of him. <laughs> yeah, I thought, that's, I thought a pin cushion was your typical uh, perception of Stripey. Just think like us, Shaba. Yeah, I mean, maybe keep him by your side. Okay. Yeah, it's, then Stripey will stay right next to the statue and growl at it and take f the full defense action, or whatever that is. Dodge. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> See, he can do something productive. Yeah, he'll be like, Arr! Just make himself like look really big and scary. and Yeah, yeah puff mm -hmm. up his fur. <laughs> and so Stripey learns taunt and casts yeah. taunt. <laughs> exactly. He starts, like, insulting the statue, like his, his dwarven ancestors. <laughs> All right, so Tokus, as someone who has taken the defense action before, how does that work? Uh, you have, uh, they have disadvantage on their attempts to hit you. Yep. Okay. Yes. Cool. Uh, I forgot also, Tokus, you should make another wisdom save at the end of your turn. Oh, uh, do I get oh. my gnome cunning? Yes. Should be. Sweet. That's a natural 20. Hey, Heck natural up. 20. So Heck the slow has worn off. So wait, do I get my reaction back? You get everything back. Yes, you get everything back, but it's at the end of your turn, so you don't get to do anything more then. Right. No, I get that, but I have my reaction. Yes, yep. correct. And I do have one spell slot left. So the statue swings its axe at Tokus. Uh, it's been so long. When do I shield? I wait for you to hit me, right? Yes. Considering a shield, because it's a giant axe. <laughs> I mean, come on. It hits. You're going to shield? Well, I've got a lot of hit points. You know what? If it kills me, it kills me. Let's just take it. <laughs> I'm going to say this whole thing. Wait, you have the opportunity to shield, but you're going to not do it. I'm going <laughs> to save my spell slot. 
Fair okay. enough. I've also got... I haven't second-winded yet, to my knowledge. Don't think so. Do you get that back after a short rest? It is short or long rest. Yes. Okay, so then you probably have it. Somewhat surprisingly, it hits you with the axe once out of two swings, and you take 11 points of damage Okay. with a glancing blow. With a glancing Mm. Okay. Does that mean it like exacties? Exacties? That means he could have done a lot more damage, but he rolled well. <laughs> so feel lucky. I feel lucky. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> By the way, I never press that button on Google. That was an internet joke, guys. It was, it was a good one. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> Clearly it was. Uh, it went over like a bag of rocks. You guys ever heard of this thing called Google? It's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Technology these days. Sorry, I was not paying attention to what you were saying at that point. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> See, but I'm totally fine. 48 out of 60. You're set, man. Yeah. You're set. You could take, like, at least three or four more glancing blows. <laughs> Can you guys tell me more about glancing blows? Like, what, what should I know? It's not a technical term. You should know that they are a small fraction of what the enemy is capable of doing in terms of damage. Mm. So I could have been one shot if it wasn't glancing. <laughs> I don't know about that, but maybe two shot. Just be prepared to take a lot of damage if he hits you again. Oh, you know what? Shoot, I have to. I have to roll concentration. Can I apply my session inspiration to concentration? You can if you want. I really want this hex to stay. Yeah, yeah it's a good call. All right, so I I am using session insp, and my highest roll was an eleven total. So I keep it, right? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. That's right. Okay. As this turn. Okay. Should I have um, made the save again at the end of my last turn? Yes, you should have. I forgot that you have, you went after him. Okay. Um, I don't think it's worth using inspiration on because I'm only going to be casting spells or making one sword attack a turn anyway, so... It's just hindering your ability to use your bardness. Yeah, I'm also out of bardic inspirations, so... <laughs> oh, well, then it's irrelevant. You, you should just stay slowed, actually. Like, why, why roll? <laughs> yeah. Perfectly fine. Um, pretty sure that doesn't make it. Uh, wisdom save? Yes. Uh, that would be an eight. So, no. Um, I'll start moving toward it, but is 15... Well, so is it... So, it's 25 feet of movement. Is it 15 or 10 that I get rounded down or rounded up? Well, we're not using grids, so you get 12 and a half feet. Okay. <laughs> you get exactly what you're, what you're due, no more, no less. <laughs> but you already moved all the way into the corner last round, so that only gets you halfway back to the statue. All right, fair enough. Um, in that case, I will... You could tell me I'm beautiful. I still don't have bardic inspiration. He d- oh, doesn't yeah, have bardic yeah. inspiration. Uh, <laughs> well, wait, you could tell me that I'm beautiful. It just yeah, you could just say it for the heck of it. Mm, yeah. No, that's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Aslo doesn't give compliments to his employees unless they're magically infused. Yeah, unless I have to. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stingiest bard I've ever met. <laughs> um, so basically I have Thunder Wave and Cure Wounds are my only like relevant spells left. You should definitely cast Cure Wounds on it. That's true, I could. It is hurt, so I could do that. <laughs> you could help it. Uh, man, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Thunder Wave would probably do something. Yeah. But is it worth it casting it in a non-AoE setting? Am I within 15 feet of it now? Yes. All right, let's do that. I'm going to Thunder Wave 15-foot cube. So, Tokus, sorry about this. No, I mean, maybe it's okay. I have my reaction. Does it hit Stripey as well? 
If he's next to Tokus, probably, yeah. He is, so I think you're hitting more of us. Stripey than... was on the side closer to you, right? Stri- yeah, Stripey was on the near side. So he can aim it on the opposite side. Okay. Like, this might be what I used my last spell slot on. I might want to absorb this. Well, it's a con save, so... No, but I might want to absorb it because it gives me an extra d6. Oh, absorb elements. Oh. I might want to absorb this. You might want to absorb this, Tokus. Uh, uh Yeah. Those two people. I mean, that person and that statue make a con save. The issue with this is you might break my hex, which I worked so hard to keep. <laughs> well, don't yeah. break it then. And I spent my inspiration on. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, so I will react with... So first make a con save. Well, no, I have to sit and decide if I'm absorbing or not, right? Hmm. Yeah. It's a, re- it's a reaction. I have to react to the ability. I guess I don't know. What are your ch- if you absorb elements? What are your chances of absorbing everything and not having to make a con save at all? It just gives me resistance. Okay, so okay. then you're still going to have to make a con save because you're still taking some damage. Hmm. Yes, it, I take half and then use the reaction. Use the spell when you take the damage, so you can see how much damage you're taking and then decide whether it's worth it or not. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. that makes this ability so much better. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> all right, so I will roll my con save. I rolled a natural one. All right. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm proficient in con and strength saving throws, so I have written here a plus five, so that means I get a 16. Nice, yeah. That exactly saves. So do I take any damage? Does that count as me being hit? It's save for half. Save for half, and I rolled uh, six for the damage. So you're taking three, so if you absorb elements, you'll take half of that again. <laughs> so... Yeah, you'll take one point of damage if you absorb. I might as well just take it, and then yeah. Um, yeah. I need to roll constitution. Concentration. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, Concentration. Yes, DC 10. Yeah. Concentration is a constitution save, right? Ooh! Oh! 12. Nice. All right. Okay, cool. I'm done. Oh, and then I make my save. That'll be a nine on the save. Doing great. <laughs> All right, so your thunder wave goes off. And echoes throughout the whole area of the caves here. Definitely through the whole of Glenhammer Hall. <laughs> Drawing all the rest of the wyverns to us. <laughs> and the golem gets pushed back against the wall. <laughs> A few more pieces go flying off of it. Oh, does he take wall damage? <laughs> No. <laughs> not a thing. I feel like if you're, like, slammed against a surface hard enough, you should take some damage. The recoiling damage. Yeah, if you're in a John Wick movie, yeah, but not in D&D, <laughs> unfortunately. That would be awesome if, like, you know, you could use, like, like chair damage, table damage, wall damage, <laughs> and just, like, knock people into stuff. Yeah. I mean, it would be a pretty easy house rule to say every ten feet of push effect hmm. into a wall. It's like, into a hard surface. Yeah. yeah. Except that some push effects aren't actual physical pushing. It's more like you're manipulating the target to move a certain way. Mm. Stuff like that. So it doesn't True. always work. Yeah. Anyway, Shava's turn. I shoot. <laughs> oh! Oh, oh, oh! Oh, those are beautiful <laughs> dice. Are those are metallic <laughs> dice? They are my Metallic Dice Games dice. If you go to MetallicDiceGames.com oh, like I did... You can use code DGP10 to get 10% off your next order. Just for being a listener of the show, because we're cool like that. You're welcome. And you can also roll twice the number of dice when you make a Natty Twunzo on your awesome Metallic Dice Games dice that you get. Because they've got all kinds of great dice. Twice the dice, twice as nice. Heck yeah. So that's going to be 12 
18, 21 damage on wow. the crit. Ooh. Wow. Without <laughs> any use of the thunder charge. That's right. Man. Just a good old-fashioned hunter's mark. All right. So as the statue is slammed against the wall, you carefully aim your arrow and shoot straight through one of the cracked weak points and blow off yes. a big chunk of its side that goes flying across the room. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> statue kind of wobbles. Take that. Direct from Kavaki. Special <laughs> delivery from Kavaki himself. Kavaki looks down and smiles upon that shot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's my, that's my boy, Shama. <laughs> and then we cut back to the, the combat. Yeah, just, just a random five-second aside. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my boy. And then it just goes back. What is Kavaki doing? Is he smoking a cigar? Uh, he's lounging on his bed of sheep. And then he has like they have like grapes that are, the sheep are feeding him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a, a stack of sheep that are like balancing on top of each other so that they can get up high enough to drop the grapes into his mouth because he's like you know huge. What what is the go- Greek god I'm thinking of Dionysus or whatever? Yeah, like every Greek scene in every movie that you've ever watched where the the <laughs> ruler is being fed grapes and fanned with palm uh, yeah, branches. Palm fronds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's Kavaki for you. So do you do anything else for your turn? I shout triumphantly and then say a quick prayer to Kavaki of thanks. <laughs> and then I end my turn. You're such a paladin, right? Like after every crit. <laughs> <laughs> I kiss my two fingers and point to the sky. <laughs> Tokus. Oh, my turn? All right. Well, it worked pretty well last time. Another green flame blade. Let's go. Uh, nope, that, that, well, would a, would a 14 hit? I think it's a 14, no. hang on. Actually, it's a 15, because it's 4 plus 3. 4 plus 3 is 7. 7 plus 8 is 15. That's what I hear. Okay, so yes. 15 is a hit. All right, sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Nice. Guys, d and is a great way to learn addition and subtraction. It is. It's a good way to get your math right. I feel like I should have learned that by now. <laughs> All right, so this is a very disappointing turn for Tokus. One fire, three necrotic. <laughs> it's better than nothing. It's better than zero physical. So yeah. If only he had a buddy, I would be shooting the buddy with the fire plus my spell modifier. True. You yeah. could shoot uh, Stripey. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You could accidentally <laughs> shoot Stripey and pretend that it wasn't on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if, if Stripey had absorb elements, I would consider it. <laughs> so with, when you have both the hex and the green flame blade going does it become a dark green flame blade mm. Pretty sure yeah or is it like purple and green right dark flame blade that's right yeah yeah or shadow flame blade <laughs> that is cool and stripey is just going to stay dodging stripers will continue to be defensive yeah we don't know if this guy has like other area of effect attacks so that's a good plan yeah like we hope he keeps targeting me i think well he is right now uh, that's a hit. And it was two attacks last time, right? Yes. Yeah. I think I should maybe shield. I think you should as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will shield. Shield is not enough. Oh, no. Oh, Guys. Wow. So AC of 25, he hits. Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. Wowza. First hit deals. Uh, I'm scared that you're taking so long to calculate this damage thing. He's like, let me get, let me get a few more dice. Payne's learning to add and subtract as well. So he deals 19 damage with the first hit. Oof. Ouch. 
And second hit is... Does the second hit still penetrate the shield? Yeah, I rolled the same number both times. Oh, oh man. So I took 19 so far. And the second one is... Uh, oh, it's going to be more. 25. Ugh. Oh, man. Ouch. That hurts my soul. Is that 30... 46 damage? 44 damage. 19 plus 25. Oh, I'm I'm at one then. <laughs> oh my <Night>. god! <laughs> wow! Holy Forty-four shit. damage. <laughs>